The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Everybody, welcome to that is. I am one of your hosts. I am the sleepy, tired Johnny Townsend. I'm joined by uh, he's got his coffee in his hand, Mr. Christopher Chavez. Hey, hey, hey! I'm wide awake. We're here for your morning drive. We're gonna keep you wide awake and make sure you don't fall asleep. What's going on, creepers? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> what if that's the characters we played? I was like that, and you were really hyper. <laughs> yep, what he's saying. That's quite. And every time I throw it to you, you're like, Once in a while, you hear soft snoring in the background. Oh, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, buddy. I'm assuming you're doing all right. I'm not even going to ask. I'm doing good, man. I got the coffee. Got the coffee in me. The coffee in hand. The coffee. I am one of those. Well, I'm not super rare, but I think I'm in the rare breed of I hate coffee. I don't like the taste of it. <gasps> I was just having this conversation with Erin, and I was just like, because um, I was talking about how there's a whole kind of group of people where coffee is like it's it's everything, right? Like there's a whole coffee yeah. culture out there around people who go nuts about all different kinds of coffees, coffee places, the experience right. of drinking yeah. it, interacting. Um but I never really thought about how people are just like, yeah, no, thanks. Nah. Yeah, like you just don't like the taste or what is it that, what is it? Or is it just like, is it like me that too many people around you have always been like, you need to try some coffee and you're like, nope, no, no that's nothing to do, do with it. it. I just, it's just, it, it tastes so bitter. Like there's a little bitterness to it in my, when I've ever tried it and I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And, but like, you know, growing up with my dad, and he's still like that to this day. Like he'll be out in the middle of July and he drinking hot coffee. Oh heck yeah, dude! I love coffee. I'll drink coffee yeah. all the time. Which I guess I got to understand because when I was younger, I'd be out in, in in the snow eating an ice cream cone. So I guess I should know, <laughs> right? But I'll have coffee during the day, typically in the morning. Um, and I've I found recently my favorite coffee right now is blueberry fi- flavored coffee. I do like blueberry flavored stuff. So there's a Green Mountain has a brand, and then there was a I think it's just like the generic Target brand. Yeah, um, but man, they're amazing. It tastes Tar-Jay. so good. Target. Yeah. Um, when I go visit my dad in Florida, that's the only time I'll drink coffee at night. My dad will drink coffee like an hour before bedtime. He's like hanging out right before bed. He's like, want a cup of coffee? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not decaf either. Like legit, just coffee. Yeah. Um, wow. My dad drew, drank coffee his whole life, you know what I mean, and mine growing up. And I didn't like it at first, but it, for some reason, at some point, I started to develop the taste for it, and now I just I love it. Anytime somebody has a cup of coffee, it kicks that thing off where I'm just like, ooh, I gotta have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like the smell of coffee is fine. Like that doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually doesn't affect me more than the other. I don't hate it, and I don't love it either. But uh, just the taste of it, I just can't. I even tried it recently, and I've even tried coffee flavored stuff. You know, yeah. like they, you know, like the old coffee flavor ice cream. or the Ooh, co- Love it. I'm stuck on ice cream for some reason today. Uh, but even that, I can't I can't do it, Chris. I just can't do it. You know what's weird is I used to love coffee flavored ice cream as a kid before I even liked the taste of coffee. Oh, wow. Yeah. Weird, right? Because most kids yeah. don't like the taste of coffee, uh, right. coffee ice cream. Yeah. 
Uh, and so there you have it, Creepers. This has been your episode of yep. Coffee Talk. Thank you for Johnny joining and Chris. us. Uh, that'll be it. Uh, do you like coffee? You let us know in the comments. And we'll see you next week. Here's <laughs> to sipping. Uh, so, Chris, this week, what we're doing, we're talking some Sasquatch today oh, on that well, side. You would think we're talking Sasquatch. We're not really talking no, Sasquatch. No, we're talking Sasquatch. Up front. Uh, we're not really talking Sasquatch. We're going squatching. Well, it's all about the squatching. It's going to be a misleading episode then. So, <laughs> yes. Huh. It's like you're uh, trying to drop some hints about something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but today we are discussing the Hulu documentary, Sasquatch. Someone doesn't have to be out in the woods too long to feel like... I might not belong here, and something is going to take me out. I've been a journalist for about 25 years, embedding with street gangs, going undercover as a neo-Nazi skinhead. And I'm going to tell you the craziest story I've ever heard. I was working on a cannabis farm up in Northern California. I remember a guy telling me about three bodies torn to pieces. He said, a Bigfoot killed those guys. A Bigfoot murdered three guys on a dope farm. There's always been rumors of legendary violence. The story of Sasquatch or of man-like monsters has been with us from the very beginning. There's a belief in supernatural forces that runs deeper up here than most places. You believe that Sasquatch can teleport? No. Yes, you do. No, I do not. you You do. Do not go there. The Emerald Triangle is famous worldwide for producing cannabis plants is just the best in the world. People came here to get rich quick. They don't want outsiders up there. The rate of missing persons cases is the highest in the United States by far. Old time cannabis growers are willing to sit down and talk to me, but there's no way they're ever gonna go on camera. Plenty of people have been killed up there and never found. I'm venturing into dangerous territory with all these hippies listening to the Grateful Dead, but packing an AR-15. We probably have more bodies than we could even count. It's pretty bad. Tell me about the crime that your son witnessed. I really can't talk about that. People pass through here, and they just see how beautiful it is. They have no idea the shit that goes on in this area. As scary as some of these stories are, we still want to figure it out. People are afraid of the unknown. The evidence convinces me that Sasquatch is dangerous. It scared the crap out of me. I don't know if I believe in Bigfoot, but I sure as hell believe there are monsters among us. Uh, it's on Hulu right now, so go check it out. Uh, there, This will be filled with spoilers left and right, so if you want to watch that without being it being spoiled, uh, listen to this later. If you don't care, thanks for joining us. <laughs> or if you've already watched it, thanks for joining us. This is just uh, our thoughts. Chris and I both have now seen it, what we think about it, and all that jazz. Chris, first of all, I wanted to, to get your opinion real quick. On Sasquatch, how do you – here's one of the – should we do this with uh, – let's let's do our positives first. What do you sure. think? Let's talk about the things we like. Uh, okay, sure. For me, positives. Uh, cinematically, it looks nice. That's what I was about to you say. Know, I love. I love. Do- I'm a huge fan of documentaries, but I, I'm a yes. fan of documentaries that are are produced, uh, are, are well produced, right? And this one is yes. is it's it's produced well. It's it's got 
good timing. You know, the beats are perfect. And it does that this thing that I kind I am a big fan of recently with these new docu-series is that it leaves you on these little cliffhangers at the end yes. of those those episodes that make you go, oh, this isn't what yeah. I thought was going on. And you got to see what's happening next, right? Or yeah, it's just or, like a goosebumps chapter. Yeah. You keep going. Yes, yeah. dude. Just like that. So so I like that. I enjoy that kind of pacing. You know, uh, as a fan of documentaries, I like to really pick out how it's shot, what they choose to to focus the camera on during certain things. You know, I like I I look at that stuff. Um, the subjects of of the the documentary, I think, were extremely interesting characters. You know, I, yes. I like them a lot. Very diverse. You didn't have anything that was too dry and monotonous across the way. You're getting all these different kinds of colorful characters throughout. Uh, the subject, you know, when we get down to it, and not the title, but the subject was super interesting. You know, yes. it, it really drew, drew me in like, OK, so let's what is going on. Right. And so all the way to the end, you know, I got to be honest, even to the end, the resolution as to what it was, I did feel satisfied. I did feel um, in terms of, OK, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, but we're again, we're going to address the other pieces uh, on the negative side. So I'm not going to say it now, but I did feel that it was it was a well told kind of, you know, well paced narrative uh true crime narrative if you will yeah i'm gonna agree with everything you just said especially the look of it i think that's the one of the things that really stands mm -hmm. out on this it looks really well shot they did i mean the ever the cinematography of this thing is is beautiful the area they're shooting at is also pretty and, and nice um even the choice for animation like not, not even yes. animation but it was more kind of like art art right, moving yeah. slightly moving art whatever you want to call it because obviously they don't have all this stuff on film, so that's how they would choose to reenact stuff. Right. Would be with like some sort of a hand-drawn animation. And I like that instead of yeah. live action. You know, I really did. Yeah. It was a good choice. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, but the gist of Sasquatch is that there's this reporter who uh, he's kind of a character on his own. And he would, as a reporter, kind of get embedded in some pretty dangerous situations right yeah. like he would uh you know he, he, like some life-threatening ones even just to get the story type of yeah. that's the kind of he guy was, he is he was embedded with white supremacists at one point yeah. writing about that um i can't remember what some of the other ones were did he get into the hell's angels or no they're, they're mentioned no. in this documentary but yeah. i can't remember if he was in them or if they're just a part but of he it. did or he was gangs i think one of them was a mexican cartel or something that was like a mexican yes, gang yeah. m13 yes. or something like that he did, dangerous places yeah, yeah he definitely goes in undercover to get his stories yeah. and and definitely in positions of danger life yeah, on which the I'm line sometimes which i'm assuming he's not going to do anymore since this this face is all over this <laughs> but, yeah yeah <laughs> um so that's kind of the gist of it and he had hurt and he when he was undercover or whatever i don't i don't know if he's actually undercover if he was really working there uh in in northern california there are where it's really deep wood wooded area woods and mountains and stuff it's really really heavily forested yeah the uh, emerald triangle where, yes yes that's where a lot of marijuana has grown basically and it's been like that for decades now even before it was legal this is where they would do it yes and so basically he was there and the story is uh, these people were murdered really, really viciously. These three men, I believe it was, were murdered in a very horrific manner. And a lot of people were saying that a Sasquatch did it. Torn, so, torn asunder. Right. They were, they were ripped shreds. apart. 
Yeah, this guy was helping out on the farm. I think it was that he was helping friends. Like, I don't think it was for work. I don't think it was journalism. I think he was out there helping friends in the 90s. They had a pot farm. Um, you know, it was three different counties up in Northern California that they call the Emerald Triangle. And it's very well known to be kind of a very lawless area. Yeah. Uh, started out with the hippies, you know, and evolved to kind of the criminals coming in and taking over that piece of the land. And then you've got, you know, like the hell's angels coming in and other, and then meth becomes an issue out there. So it's, it's kind of a lawless area. So in the nineties, he's like, you said, he's helping with the farming. When you say that, that this happens and, and, and people see, you know, these, that these men were murdered. I love the way the story's told. Cause this guy talks about one night after, you know, doing a lot of the harvesting, they're in this a frame cabin, him and a few other workers it's pouring out there. And then these two tweakers just bust in and are yeah. freaking out like just freaking out and basically saying what you said he's get they found three men that their bodies were torn to pieces and the guy just kept jabbering bigfoot bigfoot tore him up bigfoot yeah. killed him yeah it's all all about the sasquatch yeah so that's the basis of the story here that's what you go in thinking that's why it's called sasquatch and, and he's and he's on this mission that like he's trying to remember what happened and he wants to yeah. track it down and find out what was it that really happened that night in the night. That's why he's doing this documentary. Like what really happened and why do we you know, why did I always hear these crazy stories that Bigfoot was killing people up here? Yeah. So that's the first red flag right for me <laughs> when I was watching this. That was my first slight disappointment. Like in my head when I heard about this, uh, I heard like I had it pictured as it was like a real murder that happened for sure and uh you know that the police had said it was something else or whatever but you know everybody else is saying i think it was sasquatch that's what i was going in thinking yeah but that's not really how this is set up it's more so that he remember he's trying to remember the story he was told yeah about these men like he couldn't even remember the exact area like he had to find that out through talking to people that type of thing right most of the people he talks to in this a lot of them had no idea what he was talking about yeah uh he does eventually find people who claim they knew or whatever, but mm -hmm. uh, so it kind of goes from there. So when I was watching this, Chris, overall, I'll go ahead and give my final review. I do recommend it. It's really short and it's shot very well. Uh, but the thing you're alluding to is the huge thing in this. It's called Sasquatch. It's obvious they're trying to sell you on this when they're <laughs> presenting this film or this docuseries. Uh, I mean, even in the first episode, you feel this like this is mm -hmm. oh man, we're going somewhere because they not only do they interview uh, people who were in the area, mm -hmm. but they also interview people who are like who are in a Sasquatch, you know, hunters and, and, yep. and experts, that type of stuff. So they're getting you excited about this. I mean, he, he gets a lot of really good uh, people to interview for this thing. Got, even got down to, yes, what I was about to say, even right down to the uh, the Peterson film. Uh, they got right down to that too. Like they got those people. So he, man, like from that episode one is the one I would re recommend the most. If you're in a Sasquatch, it's done really well. And they go pretty deep when it comes to that, but that's go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, before you go on real quick, I want to ask you what you thought. Well, I want to stick on the, the, the Bigfoot piece of it real quick because they were focusing on it at first because this was the story he heard. So he wanted to really poke around as to why it would be real. Right. Because there yeah. had been sightings and it's always been this kind of Native American thing going on. Um, so so we hear a lot of this in the very first episode. You know, it's the end of the first episode. It's the middle to for end of the first episode that you start to realize this is not what this pot, this I was going to say podcast, this documentary is about. Um, 
But let me ask you this. When they showed the Patterson film, there was a clip that they showed that I had never seen it in this light. It was super clean and almost yes. zoomed in, right? And so you could really see the 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 Bigfoot walking. What did you think of that footage? Because I had never seen it that close. I've always seen it super grainy. So now, like, I'm going to be checking it on YouTube to see if I could find that. that but that was like an ultra 4K cleaned up version. And it was right. nice, dude. Super clear. What would you think? Uh, just made it more confusing. <laughs> I'd have to look again because when I was watching it and I rewound it again and watched it again. I'm sorry, man. It doesn't look like a suit. And I only say that because the legs, as he's walking, you can literally see muscle ripple. You know what I mean? You can see yeah. muscle ripple. Um, and it's it, it was it was a weird thing to see unless it's like spandexed fur suit. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm going to go back and look at it again. But that was my first instinct. Like, whoa, this looks even more realistic than we ever would have thought. But then they also like, I'm glad they did this. But they also interviewed the guy who claims he was the guy in the suit. Right. Who happens just to live right down the street. <laughs> right. But they also talk about like that this guy's not as tall as what you see in yeah. the film. Right. Yeah. But again, don't but, people shrink as they get older? Yeah. I feel like I have. That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, but it's, you know, that's the part I found really fascinating was the guy who claims to be the guy in the suit lives right down the street from uh, one of the and, guys who was there. Gimlin, right. And yeah. they're feuding like they don't talk yeah. to each other or the one no, guy wave. says it. The no, one wave. guy says like he's just the, the guy who claims to have worn the suit is in like insistent on their relationship being contentious but yeah. but gimlin's like oh I, you know i don't really talk to him but i'll wave to him you know i'm nice yeah. and we're friendly and so like the other dude's like yeah no no he doesn't even look at us his wife has to check him on camera he's like oh no he waves he does wave yeah. to you yeah. yeah he's like oh okay fine he waves but come on yeah <laughs> yeah he wanted more from that you can tell sure. yeah i liked that character and i also liked the life partners when they were talking yes. about yeah bigfoot like bigger. teleporting he's like no i don't yes you do no i don't yeah. I wish they had hit them more throughout the series. I know. I thought the same thing. Like, they were the most fascinating to me. Like I want to know more about those two guys. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but so. yeah, you're right. As you start to get in, you realize, okay, so this isn't going to be a Bigfoot thing. Like that's Bigfoot's part of the local lore, but like this is more a true crime thing. This is more of a guy that has a memory of people who had been murdered and he's trying to figure it out but as he's telling us the story over three episodes what he's also doing is he's educating us on what it was like in the emerald triangle from the the hippie movement the 60s all the yes. way up to 2013 when uh a man had been found dead shot a mexican man had been found shot dead in a tent right, right? and that kind of brought in more more uh, feds to the area and showing that even in 2013 it was still a lawless area with the with with you know legalization happening in the state um, so that so right. that, I think that's why I kind of say that I was satisfied because immediately as I realized that what this is is really just a documentary that's mistitled like it should be called something completely different and if it was then we're looking at the murders of people who have never been found that comes based off of some dude's memory that sure there was some tie to Bigfoot. But the main thing is, is like now he's tracking down to find out, did this really happen? And if it did, who were they and how did it happen? Yeah. And we get the resolution at the end. We do find out how, which to me, I was like, wow, like that's crazy, but that makes sense. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot going on this. I mean, he even interviews uh, law enforcement from that area too. Yeah. Uh, so it covers all the bases, honestly, but I mean, you already said it. The big thing about this documentary that I think a lot of people will bring up, especially if you're jumping into this because Sasquatch is there, right? Uh, like, I, mean, I think if I'm being honest, that's why I jumped on it. I Same like here. True, 
I like true crime stuff anyway, so I would have watched it even if it wasn't just a true crime thing. But mm-hmm. uh, that's what really piqued my interest. And so to me, what it feels like they were they were filming this thing, and the guy was like, "I, I remember saying Sasquatch did it." Like if you just hear that premise, mm-hmm. that's that's gold, right? We have to do something about this. Yeah. But they quickly realized that that was obviously just a tale that was told. Yeah. And Sasquatch, whether he real or not, had nothing to do with this. Right. And I love that too. Like the whole time they're saying murdered, murdered by Sasquatch. Like like if you ever saw an animal mauled by a bear or a mountain lion, right? Do they say that the bear murdered somebody? No. No, the person died by a bear attack or the bear killed something, right? Or or nobody goes out of like murder is gives this idea that like there's a Bigfoot somewhere like, hmm, I'm going to get these bastards. I'm going to get them. I'm gonna. I'm so tired of them infringing. You know, they infringed on us on the East Coast. We're out here in the Pacific Northwest. Where else are we supposed to go? Yeah. We're not water dwelling animals. They keep pushing like, us back. It's like, a, it's like the council. It's like the mafia. We need to take them out. And they point out one of the uh, one of the Bigfoot in the corner. You need to go get him. And yeah. it's Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. And he's like, <laughs> and he runs the out into the middle of the road and gets hit by John Lithgow. And then he's yeah. taken off. Oh man. I like it. That's the, that's the <laughs> don't me on this. I want this. <laughs> I it's want the this prequel movie. dude. Yeah. I want this prequel now. Give me this prequel. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's kind of, that's kind of what happens. It's this thing sets up something very, very much interesting and fun. Yeah. Uh, it's like you're crazy. You're, yeah, it's like you're um, you're on an island, right? You've been crashed on this island, and you finally build this boat, and you get the the sail up, and like, it's looking fantastic and amazing. And then you get out to sea, you're you're like, oh, you're getting excited. Maybe I'll get found. And all of a sudden, maybe the the sail like there's no wind, and the wind's not going anywhere. It just stops <laughs> blowing, and you're just okay. stuck in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you felt. You're like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. Which I I kind of knew going in. Yeah, like I was prepared for uh you know all sides of something being said but yeah. they quickly i mean quickly by episode two just drop they basically drop the sasquatch thing it's yeah. only it's only sort of alluded to um pretty much most of your experts that are in that field aren't even brought up again yeah i uh, like that episode one i like how it tied in though because they do talk about that there was this guy that was part of the cannabis culture there the farms but also part of like the the nefarious side of it like he had ties yeah. to the hell's angels um and at the time you know he's considered kind of higher up in the in this underworld right. thing one of the big wigs yeah and his nickname was bigfoot bigfoot right. gary so i like that that was the tie and then the, and immediately in the episode like this guy says he's like did i hear it right like was he saying bigfoot killed them or a bigfoot killed them like you know what i mean yeah yeah i have to say for me as soon as i realized what it was going to be i was still all in and really enjoyed it only because there's something about those kinds of true life story i don't know what it is man it's always fascinated me um drugs in the drug running business you know what i mean like like the idea of, of you know maybe the cocaine thing in the 80s in miami or or like the, the cannabis trade and all that those things always fascinate me the stories of those yeah. people there's a book that i have um what's it called i forgot what it's called now but it's a it's written by a guy who uh is a surfer and stuff but in the 70s he helped people run drugs from uh central america up into you know, the keys into new and into California. And so it's a very fascinating book and what that world's like and the kind of people you interact with and just the danger behind it. Then you have the law enforcement side behind it, dude. So watching this felt very much kind of like that world. And, and I was, I was, I was all in, man. I mean, I really did enjoy it. 
Yeah, I still think it's done well. Like even after the wind's taken out from the cells, I still think it's still done very <laughs> yeah. well. And then the characters that get introduced from there are still fascinating characters. And then it gets and, dangerous, dude. It starts then, to get dangerous creepy, dangerous. Yeah. Which kind of makes these characters even more fascinating. Yeah. That one old guy that they keep bringing back to talk, like he seems like he just doesn't care. The one with the long hair and the cowboy <laughs> yeah, hat. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll so say they're anything about anybody. He Dude, doesn't care. <laughs> so throughout this documentary, as it starts to turn more nefarious and criminal, you start, he starts to, well, first he comes across a guy's name who is probably the one who murdered the three people uh, upon the, re- the request of Bigfoot Gary. Right. But yeah. so, uh, but they don't even say his name for fear. Like the, in the, right. in the film, the entire time it's scratched out and they're like, Hey, can you get a hold of this? And everybody he talks to is like, Nope, Nope, sorry. Nope. Sorry. Nope. He goes to this guy's guy's like, yeah, Oh yeah, I can, I can call a hell's angel guy. I, I'll hook you yeah. up. I got, yeah. I got an inside guy. I'll call him tonight. <laughs> This guy, guy was just, just all about talking. He didn't care, dude. He's all out of Fs to give. He just you know doesn't why? care. He's the top. Like, that's the, the ringleader oh, right there. Oh, I like this. Can you imagine? Yes. yes. <laughs> no one's even thinking about it, yeah. so he's acting all freewheeling like it's no big yeah. deal. That's the way to do it, man. Right in front, hiding it out right in front of the uh, everybody. That's how you I, hide. You know what I thought was interesting with this, too, was, is is the, the way it kind of showed the life and, like, the kind of the other side of of what we saw in the war on drugs right so yeah. it's always been like america it's always been our government and our law enforcement and then the bad guys right the pot yes. far- farmers and the the criminal element going on out there so we know there was but what they were also showing was like what a lot of these people were also were f- like think about what we're saying here they were farmers they were putting seeds into the ground watering it tending to it pulling weeds, helping it grow, harvesting it, and sending it off, right? Yes, I mean, sure, they had guns. <laughs> I love that yes. he's talking about this dude's like working there, listening to Grateful Dead, but he's got an AR-15 or whatever, AR-17, <laughs> whatever the gun is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but, but it, it put that, right? And the one guy put kind of put it into perspective. He was like, you know, this, it's, yeah, it was a lot of money and sure it's black market stuff, but it wasn't that they were buying these things and then going or, or selling this stuff and going out and buying yachts and having big mansions. It was putting food on the table, making sure their kids had diapers, making sure yeah. they had clothes, supplies for school, medicine. Right. And so when the, the government comes in and in just an hour's time cuts and burns all their crops that's a year's worth of, of them living. Like, think about that. Think about what that means. Like, imagine what it would be like for somebody to say, starting in 2022 from January 1st to December 31st, you're not going to make a dime, nothing. Yeah. You can't have any money. Try to survive. And wasn't this also the same documentary? I can't remember if I saw this one, this one or in another one, where it said even since uh, it's it's legal now to grow it there, like it's actually more dangerous in that area. <laughs> well, because, yeah, because what happened is, is the it became legalized and it there's a legitimacy to it there's a business side of it but because the business side itself is also corrupt like there's a business version right it's yeah. messed up that the black market is still much more popular than just going and getting it at the store right right it's like saying back in the day when you know it was you know you would go and get alcohol from the black market because it was cheaper or it was this it was stronger and then it finally got to a point where now you, I mean, you wouldn't think to buy alcohol from like if somebody came to you and was like, Hey, I just made this, you know, this rum yesterday. You want, you know, you want to buy some, you're not going to buy it from them. 
You might no. take a bottle like as a friend. Hey, we made you a, b- a bottle of this. And OK, sure. Thanks. But you're not going out of your way to buy it. You're going to the store to buy it because you know what and you're, you're getting. Taking, and you're taking a chance. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I think what's happened, what he was discussing is that, you know, even though it's legalized, the black market's still much more popular because the regulated side makes things so much more difficult right, yeah. and you know that people don't want to just deal with that they'd prefer get it the easy way get it from the dude that they've been getting it for for years no matter what the law says now you know what i mean yeah yeah and then those that. people have the criminal element on the higher side right that's right. always going to be when you have to supply a black market like they said in this movie you have to protect it now, right? You have your plot of land. You have the stuff that's worth hundreds of thousands. You have to protect it from other people coming in to rip you off or move into your your territory. So it becomes uh, there comes a criminal element with that. You're not going to have a grandmother pulling a gun out. You're going to have somebody that has no problem pulling a gun out to shoot. And that's typically yeah. a criminal element. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is this area is like pretty much pristine for growing marijuana. Oh. Like it's the most like it's the perfect weather for it yeah the perfect, perfect environment for it yeah the, however the altitude is whatever yeah. it's all perfect they said yeah. uh, normally they said in all other areas in those counties like certain fruits and, and and crops can rot at some point like there's this you know if it goes too long it rots but this has some sort of, this area has some sort of altitude past whatever that it, it just doesn't it doesn't rot that way and it, and, it, and yeah. everything that you get from there is supposed to be like primo. I remember I, I had a friend one time that, um, you know, he was a, he was huge into cannabis that, uh, used to say stuff like, man, I would love to go visit the, the Emerald triangle. Right. Cause it was always this kind of like Oz, this, this land to him that was mystical. Right. But now right. when you watch this documentary, you realize, Oh my God, no way, dude. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm not trying to go near there. <laughs> what are you yeah. thinking? Yeah. I don't want to get shot. <laughs> no, no, dude. Count me out. Um, yeah, but I thought, you know, in terms of being a crime documentary, I thought it was good. Cool. I liked the way he started to figure out like, okay, so this did, he, so we knew it did happen, right? Because he did start yeah. to find people who remember that story all the way up to the guy who owned the farm that he worked for finally at the end, calling him and basically telling him this is what it was. All right. This is what it was. Yeah. Uh, so we do get a resolution on it. Uh, I'm with you. I think if you're going to recommend this to people. Make sure they know that this is way more of a crime documentary. Yes. They should change the name, man. They really it just should. happens to have Sasquatch as a part of it. Man, that's way more what he makes a cameo. That's <laughs> the best way to say it. Uh, he's in episode know, one and then kind of goes away. But yeah, I would change the name too. Uh, it's it's obvious what happened. This guy was making this documentary, and that's the one thing that really makes this one stand out compared to other crime documentaries is, is the Sasquatch element. That's what to kicks it. it off, basically, yeah. right? So that's why you name it that just to grab headlines. I get that, but call it Bigfoot, time, right? Because Bigfoot yeah. Gary, like at yeah. least that has a little bit more of a tie. Call it Bigfoot. But when you're going straight Sasquatch, you are going for Squatch hunters. Now you're going for yeah. people who are just like hardcore Bigfoot fans. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think they even call it Bigfoot. They should have called it something. Maybe the Bigfoot murders. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, there's also, uh, I haven't seen this one, but I've heard it's good. I think it's on Netflix. There's a another docu series that's about this area. Uh, it has nothing to do with Sasquatch though. It's way more about the the crimes and stuff that happen around these oh, marijuana wow. fields and stuff. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but I, I need to watch it. Uh, but I heard it's really good too. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. In the same area. Uh, yeah. So 
that's, that's imagine if there's like, like there's like a thread in there with somebody talking about yeah we watched once heard somewhere that there was a bigfoot killing people <laughs> at the just running around farms. ripping people apart like, hey hey it's a crossover yes because you know that's all you hear in bigfoot stories is how he's always just ripping people in pieces right yeah. i like that you know what i like the one dude that was like you ever hear that before he's like no matter of fact I, i've heard of opposite they protect people when they're hurt and stuff yeah. I was like oh interesting yeah, I, this is a, one of the few times that I've ever heard somebody claiming one was violent like that. Yeah. Sure. What did you think about some of the booby traps that they, they do to protect their farms, man? Man, I, that's another reason I don't want to go up they there. They got rat traps that are hooked up to shotgun shells so that when they snap, it literally shoots the shell. The worst The worst part is the, the hooks... Oh, the hang, fishing hang. line with the fishing hooks at eye yeah. level? At eye level, yes. Oh, my, oh God. my God. And especially how small hooks are, right? And yeah. so if you're not paying attention and it's 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 not like out in the where the, the backdrop is, is a, a solid color, you're talking about greenery and shadows and you're not going to see that hook, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Could you imagine? Oh, One of the things they didn't talk about, though, that I remember, I think it was like a few years ago that I read an article in Rolling Stone magazine where it covered the Emerald Triangle and how people go out of their way to booby trap their crops. One of the things they would do is they would tie rattlesnakes down to the areas, tie them down by their tail so that when people came by, they just shoot out and, and bite whoever was was trying to trap through the, uh, through the grounds, people who wouldn't know that they were there. Yeah. It's all kinds of stuff, man. There's the one dude who had um, was like four or five guard dogs in different pens at different locations yeah. around the perimeter. So anyone that got close, he'd hear the dog barking and he'd take off. Um, yeah, man, it was um, there's it's it's interesting what they went out of their way to do to protect their stuff, man. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with it. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Not at all. Uh, even though the area honestly just looks beautiful, <laughs> it's oh, a beautiful yeah. looking area. It's yeah, gorgeous. but could you imagine being out camping and coming across like a yeah. whole crop? I'd be like, nope, peace out. Go the yep. other way. Because there's yep. people who would see that and be like, oh, and just go running into those those bushes, you know? 100%. Yeah, yeah. you're an idiot, man. <laughs> yep. You ever see that stuff growing in the wild and there's a bunch? You better get out of there. You don't want to yeah. be around. Turn around. Yeah, quickly Do turn not around. stay around. Jason's, not a good situation. Jason's around the corner. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, would you, I guess the big question is, Chris, would you recommend Sasquatch to our deer creepers yes because i'll tell you what our deer creepers enjoy true crime as well and i think this is a kind of a cool mystery true crime um and it, you know if anything you know it really does also show you what it was like at that time you know with the a little bit of the history of the emerald triangle the yeah. the relationship with the the people there the town the way they look at uh, immigrants, the way they dealt with uh, authority, um, you know, it's, it's it's super fascinating. And I think the and some of the characters they come across, I think he comes, he, you know, he ends up interviewing um, some meth addict or something, some lady who kept wanting yes, meth. You or never something. see her, you never see her, but he, but you hear her. Yeah. And and she, you know, at first she thought he thought she had uh, info, but it ended up being other murders. And that was the yeah. one thing you found out too is like so many murders happen in this area that like maybe a third are reported the other two thirds are like people that will never ever ever know about them yeah right yeah. he's talking to one guys and they're driving and he's like you know how many bodies we're just driving by right now as they're going through the woods you know what i mean 
That was yeah. creepy, dude. That's a place to hide them, man. Nobody's going to go there and look. Yeah. So uh, I would definitely yeah. recommend it in terms of it being an, a, a pretty interesting true crime story. Uh, you know, a little bit of, of of history behind that area. Other than that, you're not. Don't come looking for Bigfoot. Don't come, if you're if you're yeah. into cryptids, you're into the the creepy side of that stuff, the the weird stuff. It's not here at all. That's not what this is. So uh, definitely, definitely. I, but I would definitely recommend it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. If I had to give us a score out of ten, like this is Retro Bliss, all of a sudden, uh, I'd probably give us like a seven. I think. I feel yeah, like seven, seven, seven. Seven's yeah. good, solid score for this for sure. Solid seven, because uh, I do kind of take the rug out from under you if you're in a, if you're going in this for Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, you will be disappointed. Yeah, but Squatch hunters still, will be where. Yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, so this is so Sasquatch is uh, history creeps approved. <laughs> <laughs> it is, as I say, on Retro Bliss. Uh, yeah. Um, we both liked it. Uh, next time on that's odd, we'll we'll go back to telling you some strange, odd stories we found. Oh, yeah. Make sure you check out our Patreon on History Creeps. We have all kinds of exclusive audio on there, including exclusive shows that yeah. are on there. Chris there's, and I just, just there's recorded. a lot of new stuff coming for oh, sure. Yeah. Chris yeah. and I just recorded an episode of Abnormal Times that I'm very excited about. We had a great time doing that. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Chris and and Carter have a show on there where What's it called, Chris? Carter and Chris versus Evil. Um, we actually, there's a few things that I'm going to be dropping this month because we were behind last month with all the craziness that was going on. So this month they're going to be getting uh, the the April leftovers, the rest for uh, what are we in? We're in May now, right? They'll get yeah. May, but we're also going to throw in a little bit of extra as well for uh, just for being awesome creepers and and you know we we do we I appreciate them, man. And I I'm one of these people that when I am a subscriber to something, I you know, I enjoy getting the content that I get, but sometimes when they throw that extra stuff in, I'm super appreciative. So I want to throw some extra stuff our creepers way for the support, um, you know, oh, yeah. and, and just to be kind of show the appreciation as well. So there's definitely a lot of fun stuff coming up. Um, keep their ears and eyes open, I would say. Yeah. And uh, join our Facebook page. It keeps growing, man. Our Facebook page has a lot of people on there now. So please yeah. join that. Yeah. Uh, we like Chris was saying, we we. And I know we can speak for Carter for this too. We just appreciate all of you so much. Yep. Uh, I mean, I think we would do this even if nobody listened because we enjoy it. But yeah. the fact that you, you people listen, it just means the world to us. So thank you so much. We appreciate all of you. Uh, and of course, Chris, as we turn out the lights here in the clubhouse. I'm out of here. Uh, I think Ooh. we should just invite these people to just, I don't know, stay. Is that a Sasquatch? Whoa.